All right, then we will officially get started in three, two, one. What's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer, Play a Game. Welcome to another Power Hour. As always, we're going to just get it started right off and talk about what we're drinking. But before we do, I'm going to let Blub Blub say hi. <laughs> God. Starting with a bang, aren't we? You dick-sucking son of a bitch. Jimmy. I hate you. I hate you so much. You didn't say hi to the people. Oh, and I mean, hello, people. Hello, everyone on YouTube tomorrow and on Twitter tonight. Thanks for checking us out once again. Thanks for joining us. And Brian's an asshole. I accept that. So tonight, um, I'm going back to an old classic that if you watch me during my Alien Isolation playthrough, you know it well, and it actually probably hurt me a lot, but the Blithering Idiot from Weyerbacher Brewery. It comes in at 11.1%, so it's a strong son of a bitch. Really delicious. Uh, I just recently purchased a Weyerbacher variety pack, and all three of their beers are, I think the lowest one is 9.5%. So they make some goddamn strong beers, but they are all really delicious. And if you're from the PA area, you can get somewhere else. Highly recommend it. But it's going to be an interesting night, because before this, I had a nice little glass of my bullet bourbon over here. So it's going to be interesting. Ah, look at fancy pants. And I am drinking, finally, I'm finishing up the trilogy, The Last of the Mortal Kombat Beers, with Raiden's Imperial Saison. Hmm. This amped up Imperial Saison has an electrifying God. blast of hops and CO2 that shock the tongue and thrill your senses. And I gotta turn off the goddamn blower heat in my house. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> Always goddamn something. <laughs> Jim, it's okay. <laughs> it's not okay. I'm never going to be stars if we have this fucking Bush League bullshit going on. <laughs> Jim, do you still have tape around your goddamn mic? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm more mad about that than I am your goddamn blower. Fair. Very fair. All right. Where was I? Oh, yes. The aroma hops out of the glass with earthy, herbal notes not far behind. Let's see. Eight point. 8% alcohol by volume, which seems to be the standard for these Mortal Kombat beers. And, um, yeah. It's the last one. It's the Imperial Saison. It's basically considered to be the middle child of all three of them, in quality-wise, so I like Saisons typically, so I'll see how this goes. Hmm. Alright, and before we get started, if you are watching me on Twitch, uh, as I, me and Jim were talking about, I'm going to attempt to try to get a nuke in this game on Infected, with no sound, while being tipsy and drunk. So, it's not going to happen, but if I can pull it off, then I owe Jim He's a He's a son of a tap. bitch. <laughs> but, Wait, all right. <laughs> so, first, uh, I'm excited. So, just so you guys are aware, the way me and Jim work this, we, we set up a whole list of topics, and the first one is a surprise topic. So, I can't wait to hear yep. what this is. Yep, it is actually, come on. Go to photo library. I am sending you a picture right now. So this might take a second or two for it to pop up. Let me know when you get it. Um, something came up. Is that yours? Did you really buy that? Yes, I did. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, I want to get your live YouTube, If you're watching YouTube, uh, You'll see the picture, but Jim sent me a picture of he actually went out and spent money on a Switch when he couldn't. No, I didn't. 
Then nope. What is it? A Wii U. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's even worse. Why would you waste your money on a fucking Wii U? The fuck? Is it just for that Zelda game? Is that literally it? No, it's not just for that. Yes, it is. But goddamn. Uh, no, 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 no. So God. I got a pretty good deal on it on Twitter. What's the deal? So uh, I got this, a couple controllers and shit like that for 130 That's a terrible deal. You got, you got bamboozled. Deal out my ass. I didn't get bamboozled for shit. Man. So anyway, yes, I finally have a Wii U now, so I can play all the old Wii games upscaled in HD and the <laughs> 15 or so exclusive worth getting oh, for the Wii God. U itself. <laughs> Goddamn right, thank God. Thank God you, you can play all those games that no one cares about. <laughs> Everyone cares about those games. They are classics. No. Don't define classic just because you now have a system. Jim was big turbo graphics for a while because that's what he had. Now he's going to be a big Wii U guy. I can't wait to see his opinion of games now. I was like, well, the Wii U actually has this. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Could have got PS4 and wasted <laughs> on that. What? Hey, well, that's the PS4 games I can get on my Expo anyway, except for <sighs> Horizon, which I do want to play. Well, that is a, that is a surprise. Um, just an angry surprise. But I would have. Been I knew that was what it was. More be. acceptable if you had if you had gotten a switch, because at least that would have been relevant. Ne- relevant, yes, but it also has one game for it, basically worth getting. So I decided I'll hold off on that for about five years, like I did with this. Ridiculous. All right, well, that's a good start. Uh, that a was good worth surprise. it. Um, God damn it, Jim. All right, so the first topic, though, obviously, we always start off with beer as our topics. Um, once again, if you're watching on YouTube, the link will be below. But from somebeer.com, uh, this journalist, and Jim, jump in if I mess anything up, but I read it right before we started. Essentially, is uh, a guy right. who fell in love with craft beer, like Jim and I, and started following people and wanted to try these beers that he always sees that he never seemed to be able to get. And for yet another time, he got shut out of a bottle release party because he didn't pay the money up front to get into these things. Now, for people who don't know, um, uh, craft beers tend to have, just like my Weyerbacher here, you know, usually once, maybe twice a year, they'll have some kind of special one-time release barrel aged in you know wine piss release for 25 bucks or straight from the brewery themselves um jim and i have been unfortunate enough to stand in a line and pay 25 bucks for a bottle of beer when it was a special release and not knocking the actual beer itself because it is good but it's it's a definite like first come first serve You'll get some of those scalpers we'll talk, we've talked about before. But in some cases, and what this guy seems to be coming through is either stores or breweries themselves will pre-charge people online. And if you're not lucky enough to get it, then you're never going to try this beer. And it can be really frustrating for someone who wants to try a lot of beers. And if you're a gamer and you don't like beer, think of it as being a collector and always seeing a store that gets a rare collection but you can never get there if you had to buy tickets to just get in the store in the first place it's the best way i can describe it so jim i'll I'll let you do your take on it first yeah the kind of reason i threw it in here is because it's kind of a throwback and it was funny seeing two articles basically of the same thing in two weeks of each other on different sites 
how it's another guy who's big into craft beer and, you know, he goes into the scalpers once again. And he says how, you know, to get all these craft beers that he wants, he goes online and he pays out the ass because kind of sort of like how Nintendo does it. They, you know, they make the stock of the shit really low. So it inflates the demand artificially. And then people start buying it up. And what they don't buy up, they just sell off at extremely high prices. So it's kind of dick moves on the part of the brewers themselves for, you know, making that artificial kind of need for people to get this shit. And also what happens, like we said last week, in any fucking hobby where if it starts to get popular, people are going to scalp and they're just basically going to be dickheads in general. Hmm. Let's just think about it basically how for the um, even the switch itself, like people are still having a lot of trouble finding the system. Even people who pre-ordered on Amazon, they had to wait a couple days for theirs to come in in some cases. So Nintendo, once again, didn't really make the supply to fully meet the demand or at least to make it convenient. Hmm. Yeah, um, I agree with the shittiness of scalpers, but we obviously covered that last week or two weeks ago. But the one thing I will, I guess, disagree with you about is the fact that you know, unlike video game companies who clearly do it, I think, to make a market when they have the capabilities of building more, because you obviously develop the manufacturing ability to mass produce these systems or games or whatnot. Uh, beer and some of these special releases is a limited quantity, and it is a much more time consuming effort to, you know, if you say this beer is going to be barrel aged for a year, then you might only actually have enough quantity for X amount. And it is a one-off, and it's not, you know, your regular beer. Whereas game, you know, game developers or, you know, Nintendo, whatever, uh, they will purposely, I think, be a little conservative in their first run to create a market for inflating the price or the value of a system, saying we're only having a limited release at first and then waiting till holiday season or whatever they're going to do. But, I mean, yeah, beer, obviously, as we know, it's a much much bigger endeavor when it comes to producing and and the work that goes into it so that's my only thing i don't think it's a beer people's intention i'm now i'm sure there are some that are dicks like that and might but i think on the whole especially craft beer guys they're just trying to do their one-offs to be experimental and if they're it's a good enough beer and they can do it again i think they'll recreate it i mean at the very least you'd hope yeah but yeah no that's interesting because it just keeps proving the point like craft beer it's there man when you have scalpers when you have these kind of issues it's at the forefront whether it's good or bad whether it's overinflated, there's no denying how popular it is right now and usually when something gets that popular it eventually will lead to a bubble so we'll see oh yeah and I don't know if the bubble's gonna burst anytime soon but I don't know. You see it everywhere, and I don't like it. Yeah. But, all right, so the next topic, uh, Stone Brewing. And I don't have it in front of me. I forget where they're from. Was it California? California, the I think the San Diego area. Okay. So they, uh, they're brewing some beer, and I didn't read the full article, but my understanding, I don't know if it's all beer or just some beer, they're brewing it with treated sewage water. Um, and it's not uncommon for some of these craft beer people to do unique things with beer. One of the things Jim and I have talked about in the past is, uh, like, Dogfish Head, who, which is local to us, uh, 
their brewer is very specific on how he brews beer, and one of the beers called for uh, corn to be actually chewed in someone's mouth and then spit out because the saliva breaks it down to a certain enzyme and produces the beer a certain Gross. way. Yeah. So this, on the surface, it's like, ew. But as Jim knows, since he works in a poop facility, <laughs> your drinking, bear, bear, your drinking water is sewage water. I mean, it just gets, it gets treated, it gets potable, and it could be used. I guess if it's just thrown in your face like that, and I guess maybe they're doing it for a reason to say, like, hey, we're more green. We recycle old water. It's a curious endeavor. I just truly hope that they are really being monitored correctly by, like, a, you know, a health official to make sure that their, their water is clean enough to be consumed, which I'm sure it is. But I think it's one of those things that it's also a novelty for them. And, of course, you're going to release that because you're going to get people talking about it, like, Jim and I and our millions of viewers will hear about it and now want to go try poop water beer. So, yeah. <laughs> Your turn, Jim. Yeah, so for a little... <laughs> thank you. So for a little backstory for this, it's part of the Pure Water San Diego Initiative. So, as a lot of people know, there's a big problem with droughts constantly in the California area. So what they're doing is they're putting like $8 billion or something into new treatment methods in order to recycle use recycled water to make it potable for people so when there's a drought apparently like the plan is by 2025 to have a third of all the water in san diego come from this treated water kind of initiative so this is kind of piggybacking on top of it so it's not directly you know they're calling it cheekily like toilet to tap kind of thing like <laughs> that but it's <laughs> so it's going through the process and apparently stone Stone Creek, whatever, what is this called again? Stone Brewing. It's um, Stone Brewing, yeah. Apparently, it's like the ninth biggest distributor in the United States, which I mm -hmm. did not know, and I've never tried any of their beers, I don't think. They got so a lot of really Maybe it's beers. more of a regional thing. Okay, yeah, I've never had a chance to try any of them. So, yeah, and even in part of their own um, processes in their plant itself, they're doing like a $3 million upgrade. So, basically... They're going to be recycling all their, you know, all the water that they're not using for the actual beer itself. And they're making it, it's not drinkable, but they're using it to clean their equipment, clean the glasses as it's going through the systems and everything like that. So, so it's, it's not directly water? drinking shit water. Yeah, it's it's cleaned up gray water, basically. Huh. And they're reusing no, it. And from what they're saying, they can actually, they, their goal is to get their process down to using only three gallons of water to make a gallon of beer, which is... I'm guessing a crazy kind of stat. I guess there's a ton of water loss during the process and evaporation. So oh, pretty cool. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and it honestly, just from a business sense for those guys, I imagine if that is an initiative, like from their state, they're going to get like probably added tax breaks and benefits. And it just, Hey man, if it, it's a way to save money on water. And if it is helping, that's cool. It's just, yeah, it's a, you put that type of shit though out in the limelight, and people are gonna be like, oh, "It's shit water," you know. But whatever. So, Brian, would you drink some poop beer? Uh, I would drink that beer. I wouldn't drink poop beer. I, I, I have no doubt because I've had plenty of. Their it's a beers. simple question, Brian. Yes. Yeah, so would I'll you drink, drink the poop beer? I mean, thank we've you. Had, we've thank had you. some oh, bad yeah. stuff before, Jim. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Probably wouldn't be the worst thing you've ever put in your mouth, huh, Brian? Huh? Eh? Stop talking about your mother that way. 
<laughs> See what I did there? Almost threw my glass around. The <laughs> you can't set me up like that, Jim. I mean, come on. Uh. <laughs> All right, mm. let's let's move on, shall we? <laughs> Go ahead. You you can introduce right, the next so, topic. All right, we're gonna go into the realm of gaming now, and to fall back onto what we were talking about before with the Switch. Oh, you son! Of a Don't bitch. worry, I moved it away from the. I moved it away from the podcast. I can still hear it. Man, but so, I guess I'll lump these two topics in together. So, as of we're recording this on the twenty third, and as of probably like the nineteenth or so. The Switch had already been out for maybe a week, week and a half, and it sold one and a half million units already. Which, that's pretty goddamn good. So it's a good first start, even with the limited runs and the problems people have been having getting it, but the demand's been out there and people have been wanting it. But like the problems with any other kind of first run or new technology, it's got a shitload of hardware problems to it. So, Brad, did you do any looking into this article? or? Yeah, anything? no, I definitely looked. Uh, I mean, I guess the first thing I'll just touch on is the fact that the Switch selling 1.5, it's impressive and it's not. I think this one was kind of, they actually did the right marketing for it and they actually had a good oh, yeah. opening game, which how many of their past systems have recently. Like, none of them. So, I think it was kind of bound to. And it, and they, it came out at a time that's kind of... There's nothing else going on right now. So, I think... Uh, I actually expected the numbers to be a little higher. And I'm sure they'll only go up from here. At least, I would assume. Depending on their lineup. But, uh, as far as it having issues... I'm actually... For all the shit I give Nintendo... That I can be a little forgiving about... I was reading about the issues. Now, some of them are a little unforgivable, like the issues with, excuse me, what was it? The left controller being a little funky and not working all the time. Um, the left Joy-Con going out of sync a lot. Yeah. So, like, that's kind of like, well, your gimmick really fe- start to fall apart. And, you know, when you do take a risk like they did with this system, I think you just introduce the chance of software and hardware malfunctions when you have that many you can call them moving parts because that's really what they are. Part of it could probably be when you put this in the hands of kids, they're not going to be the most gentle with it. So that might increase some of the failures of these. But it's, uh, it is what it is. I just hope Nintendo does whatever they need to do to fix it and they do the right thing. But yeah, other than that though, I wouldn't be shocked if this thing is probably because the Wii will always go down as the you know, bestseller just because of the gimmick and when it came out. But I wouldn't be shocked if this wasn't second or third overall. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so I missed a lot of what you said because my controller turned off. But <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> motherfucker. But yeah, so. A little rundown of a lot of the problems. Uh, So like you said, with the controller going out of sync. So basically the solution right now for that before they do a firmware update is turn off all the Bluetooth in anywhere near it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So, you know, very convenient. Yeah. Um, Besides that, uh, people have had issues with the screen getting scratched when it's docked because unless you put it in 
exactly the right way. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get scratched up, which that's what you want to have with your new, you know, tablet kind of gaming system. Um, Besides that, dumb decisions like when it's in stand-up mode, you can't charge it because the charger's on the bottom. So good job there, Nintendo. (laughs) And then certain units having dead pixels or giving random, like, dead screens, shit like that. But... It doesn't seem to be anything permanent or like completely broken systems coming out of the gate. Just a lot of annoyances piling up at once. Yeah, um, and I think, like I said, it sounds like, especially with the screen scratching, goes back to mind, like, uh, you say what you want about Nintendo, but they focus their audience towards kids, and kids are not gentle with shit. And if they are, there's probably something wrong with that kid. So, yeah, I think that's kind of bound to happen, and I'm actually shocked. Uh, I have a buddy at work who actually has one, and that's always one of his first concerns is that screen when he it does have it undocked. Like, you need to get a special case for it. And it, there's a lot of, I think, things I just didn't think through. And like you said, obviously the design of how it gets charged is one of them. Um, so, I don't know. We'll have to... See what they do. I'm sure Nintendo being Nintendo, they're going to come out. Oh, the exclusive Nintendo, you know, charger adapter. Only $59.99. And the case, the official Nintendo case with a little little Zelda on it. It's $70. Bucks. Like, it's going to be stupid shit like that. So, maybe they knew about it and they're kind of doing that so they could sell more accessories for it. Maybe I'm being a little too cynical. But, I don't know. We'll see what they do. And, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Um, and actually, a little bit, so I forget the name of the company. There's this website that, like, basically takes apart every piece of technology out there, and they're trying to see what the parts are made of. So Nintendo still hasn't revealed the specs behind the Switch, but basically it's an NVIDIA Shield with an upgraded kind of API, which I'm not fully sure what that means, but I guess it's just the interface and how it runs in the operating system. So... It's kind of old technology, as we expected, <laughs> and it's not even as strong as a base PS4 or Xbox One. Which so they better... It. Yeah, unfortunately. So they really need to hit it out of the park with the games themselves because, I mean, I'm excited for some of the games that are coming out. Obviously not going to get them for a long time, but they really need to keep that marketing train going to keep the hype up because yeah. this could go south quick if they don't have the third parties like before. Yeah, no, they they do, but I mean, Nintendo can always live by its first party games. It's even if that's all it ever does, which is pretty much a trend it's been living by, it'll still get by. And you know, people are hoping all your third party titles that are amazing for other systems are gonna come out. You just gotta stop. I mean, it's just not gonna happen. But no, I think uh, I think it's still gonna sell like hotcakes and. I won't buy it unless I could get super cheap, and I'm sure you'll buy it for an overpriced like you just did your Wii U. So <laughs> it is not overpriced, goddammit. <laughs> Way overpriced. <laughs> but now it's yeah, a fucking Nintendo still hasn't dropped the price on it. Well, yeah, because why would it's they? It's still two fifty new. Because they can get noobs like you why to buy it. Why is my phone going? <laughs> I didn't buy it off them. I bought it off some random guy. Noobs like you. <laughs> Damn it. I know you're going to shit on it no matter what, so that's fine. Absolutely. Also, our friend Arboretum showed up, so what's up, Arby? Hey, what's up? Yeah, I don't have my laptop on right now, so I can't see that. But welcome, and anybody else watching right now, thanks for joining us. 
All right. I am the voice of the people. Yes, I am. But anyway, the next topic is Mass Effect Andro- Andromeda. Is that was I can't read that title. Yeah, Mass Effect Andromeda. So basically, our buddy Hibiki on uh, Twitter basically gave us some the general topic of there's a whole shitload of controversy going on right now. Oh, about I Mass read Effect it. Andromeda. I, I laughed my dick off at this article. <laughs> Yeah, so this one's coming from New York Magazine, and it kind of takes a part from an op-ed that a guy wrote on TheEgg.net. And long story short, the guy on The Egg wrote this, like, I don't know, it's like a two, it's like a thousand-word diatribe about how the SJWs are taking over and Bioware's making their characters ugly on purpose to appease them and shit like that. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it goes a little nuts, and... You know, they're trying to, he's basically saying they're trying to make them all look like Anita Sarkeesian to make her happy. Yeah, uh, reading the article to expand on what Jim's saying. So, and he makes the, whether it's real or not, this guy says multiple times, I'm being dead serious about this, and does try to back up all of his points with like tweets and pictures and this and that. But one of the, it's like a point by point analysis. It is. And, Either it's really cleverly done like it's real or it is real and it's even more fascinating. But essentially, uh, once again, check out the link below and you can read for yourself. But putting up, I'll put up the picture on YouTube. You can see the main character, I guess one of the main female characters. Um, one of his points is that she was purposely uh, be, you know, made to look a little more bland and ugly compared to the model she was based on, whereas the male figure was maybe improved upon or kept looking as good as he really is. And here's a picture of the models and their characters. And you can tell there definitely is a, a lack of detail to the female for whatever reason. But he basically goes on to state that I guess Bioware has said in the past um, they're aware of their the people who play their games and they're mostly single, white, straight males who have too much privilege, and this is a way of taking away some of their privilege by not making these game characters so hot. <laughs> and I laughed so hard when I read that statement, because, one, I mean, I'm always, I always laugh at a good conspiracy. If this is true, um, Bioware, like, you'd be absolutely idiotic if you do want to piss off the people. If that really is your clientele, then that's stupid. But also, like... That's your way. That's your big getting back at them by making a female character not as attractive. But on top of that, they pointed out other things like the way a lot of the animations in Mass Effect look, and they're not that smooth, and they're kind of clunky. The facial expressions look like shit. Uh, regardless of whether you'd like the game Mass Effect, because Jim and I, I mean, Jim likes it more than I do because he's played more. I did really like the first one, but like the graphics weren't the real driver for that game it was cool to go to new planets but those games have always had graphical issues and i guess maybe because people think like this is the first for this generation it was going to be amazing and it still does on the scale that's in look good but yeah they were never that wasn't their strong point like facial details is not not anything they've been known for so um i would love to really dig into this topic and find out if that really is the case and they did this on purpose because of you know the single white straight males having too much privilege uh, that's just that's just fucking hilarious and 
Uh, if F- if if other people are getting mad because SJWs are ruining gaming, I mean, SJWs ruining everything. So why would gaming be any different? <laughs> <laughs> I just I, that's just the truth. But yeah, what do you think about Jim? Uh, so the reason I picked this article is because it was definitely the most entertaining of all the conspiracy articles I've read about this fucking game, uh, <laughs> like by far. So there's um, there's stories about how one of the lead designers just they some people will say they he straight up hate white people, and I can't pronounce the guy's name or if it's a girl I don't even know, but apparently there's a whole string of tweets about you know white privilege like you said and how white people are assholes and we ruined the world and blah 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 blah. <laughs> And some people are saying that the facial recognition's so bad because the lead character model designer is like a cosplay girl who's never done this shit before, and they just hired her because she's a woman. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, this is great. Yeah, like I don't want to sound like a guy who lives on 4chan or Reddit or anything, but the guy who wrote this article is definitely like one of those top artists out there. Like it's pretty impressive. The just. It's. I mean, it's obviously it's people like this who give gamers a bad name, and I'm not even going into Gamergate pro or con shit like that. I'm just saying this guy needs to get out more. Um, I just think I don't know what the hell happened with the development of the game. I know EA's the publisher now, I think, or maybe they've always been. But I mean, I'll say it just from all the. Have you seen the videos of the graphical glitches, like montages oh, yeah. of it? Oh, it's ridiculous. like where the Dude, punches don't connect. Or, like, the guy's grabbing her hand to pick her up, and it, they're not even actually touching. It's like bad WWE. Uh-huh. Yeah, every character walks around like Vince McMahon's power walk. Like, it's 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 a mess. I, it's something that can be, you know, it can be patched, but that's a whole ar- other argument of why do you have to wait for it to be patched anyway, but we can always get into that another time. But I another just, I, this article just, uh, that's fine. This article, it just it just amazed me, the level of just pure vitriol. And I love the Mass Effect series, and when this game gets down to, I don't know, 20, 15 bucks, I'll pick it up and I'll play it, because I've already played the other three and I love them all. So it's not going to deter me from the game, and once again, like it does, the faces do look worse than they looked in 2007 with the first <laughs> game. Like There's no other way around it. I don't know how they fucked this up this bad, but the faces look goddamn awful. Yeah, and to Jim's point, <clears throat> if this guy is actually on to something, like, yeah, I honestly think maybe this guy is reading a little too much into it. He's a little too angry about there's, it. There's probably some kernels of truth here and there, but exactly. Holy shit. And if there is, if anything he says there is true, if, if it was done purposely with that intention, then, I mean, that needs to be addressed as to how fucking ridiculous that is. And if they purposely said, if it's a case of the programmer was only hired because she was female, that's its own problem. But I just, uh, yeah, I can't get enough of these stupid goddamn articles, especially because Jim sends them to me and I don't have to do research. So I think it's fascinating. And if you're watching this on YouTube or right now on Twitch, you know, let us know what you think about it. But like I said, I mean, come on, you should never get this upset about a video game and start reading into the politics behind, like, play the game. Was the game good? Like, worry about that first, and then you can make fun of this shit after the fact. So, yeah. Yeah, Arby, if you're still here, um, as a girl, what do you think about, you know, the fact that your damn female race ruined this game for everyone and for gamers for the rest of time? So definitely let us know if you're still around. 
Yeah. Uh, before we hop on the next topic, actually, just to one to kind of hop off of what we just talked about, I did see something. I wish I would have tagged in here because I'll I'll probably find it and add it in the links below. But I guess there was okay. some, some controversy because you mentioned Anita Sarkeesian. And I don't know if it's true, but I guess her Twitter or page or whatever the hell she runs, whatever she does these days, uh, was upset, wrote this article being upset about Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild because of how it, it used typical tropes for a damsel in distress. And they clearly hadn't played the game because if you did, you would know like Zelda's not a damsel in distress and she's badass. And, like, they had to redact their statement, apparently. So, I, I don't know. If that is true, I find that even more hilarious. But, uh, yeah. I just wanted to throw yeah, that so out there. I didn't look up the actual tweets because she drives me up a fucking wall. But, basically, what she said was, like you said, like, she runs her series still, I think, called Tropes versus Women vs. Tropes in Gaming or some shit like that. And... You know, it's all about how women have been degraded and put down throughout the years in gaming culture, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, she said, oh, typical, you know, man has to save the girl. So this, what I'm going to say is could be considered a very minor spoiler. They explained this within the first, after you get through the tutorial section of the game, basically, when they explain it. So basically what's going on is Link's awoken after a hundred years slumber because Ganon came back and he fucked up all of Hyrule and Link and Zelda were the only ones who were fighting him off and for the past hundred years Zelda has been using the last of her power to keep Ganon at bay to keep him from fully destroying the world so if anything Zelda's been fighting this fucker for a hundred years so oh yeah she's definitely the damsel in distress and I haven't gotten like too crazy far into it yet because I mean the game I guess I would call it babies for Skyrim because while it isn't you know, as in-depth in the RPG realm as Skyrim is. It's a huge open-world game directly of that sort. And I haven't been this sucked into a game in a long time, probably since Skyrim. So it's definitely games. right up that alley. What? Because you don't play good new games. What'd you say? <laughs> oh, don't you fucking I don't play good new games. What new games have you played that were good? Exactly. Well, what? I played Doom. I played Far Cry Primal for a little while. Uh-huh. Don't try and argue. I play things. You I play dog. things. You collect dog shit and call it good. <laughs> fucking hate you so much. <laughs> so. But yeah, no. So that's absolutely ridiculous. And once again, comment below what you feel. It's just... We're not going to dive into the political part of it, but like, it's just articles like that and people getting that serious into gaming to, to give the analysis it does... Is always fascinating because Jim and I, if you do watch us on YouTube and you see our reviews, I mean, we do have a very specific formula for how we review games. But I think if you can tell by the way we review games, we don't take anything way too serious, which you shouldn't because it's your entertainment. But that's its own topic. But <laughs> keeping yeah, well, kind of keeping right there with SJWs and politics and issues, uh, Jim sent another issue with. JonTron being removed from the Yuka Laylee game. And for those of you who yeah, don't know... Yeah, this is actually breaking news. Yeah. This happened today. For those of you who don't know, uh, you know, JonTron, if you're watching us on YouTube, I'm sure you know who JonTron is. Obviously, he put out a video or was being interviewed and 
let loose a lot of his opinions of the current political status in the U.S. with Trump, with immigrants, with this and that. I don't need to bother going over all of his opinions, but needless to say, a lot of people found it controversial. Uh, he's been, he runs his own channel, I think collaborates on multiple other channels, huge YouTuber, and when the developers of this game, Ukulele, found out he was such a big fan of Banjo-Kazooie, they gave him um, a voice acting in the game. Well, now they just decided they're going to pull that because of comments he made, and he's suffering a lot of backlash for these, uh, they boil down to his personal opinions. And he's lost viewers, and now he's lost this. And, you know, it is breaking news, and I'll, I'll let Jim go first, just so I don't keep ranting on. But, Jim, you can give your opinion first about this. Yeah, so I guess before, I guess, full disclosure, I like, I mean, I guess I like most of John John's content. Some of it I could care less about, some of his videos. But for the most part, I was a fan, even though he's dropped off a little bit. And I guess when it comes to any of my entertainment, I tried not to let the political side influence it too much. But if you're like, basically, he's the new guy that everyone's calling a Nazi. Like he's gaming's Milo Yiannopoulos almost. And a lot of it he's doing, like a lot of it is his opinions. And a lot of it just seems like he's trying to troll people now too. And I'm not going to say whether or not I agree with his stance or shit like that. I guess the real topic is should what he says result in him being fired from the game, basically. And if it comes down to it, uh, it's up to the developers to put out the content and the game that they want to put out. I'm not saying, you know, they should cave to any kind of pressure, but who knows? Maybe the developers just straight up don't agree with what he says and they don't want to be a part of his of working with him anymore. Maybe they don't want the the controversy some developers you know they crave that controversy they don't invite these people in but i don't know i guess i don't have a huge issue with them removing him from the game in general i doubt he would have added that much to it anyway but i guess in the end it's their game they can kind of do what they want it's not like he's getting he's getting punished for his views but it's not really going to fully hurt his bottom line i don't think um, let me preface what I'm about to say with, this is a lot of what I'm about to say is speculation, but to start off with, with his views, you know, your views are your views. John Chan did not get where he was because he, he had these views. He got them because of the way he presented videos and, and all this. And like Jim just said, if you really like a YouTuber, don't, uh, you can read into it. I think him taking that interview if he's just giving his opinion, you can disagree with someone and you don't have to cut their balls off and, you know, affect the way they make income. You could just say, okay, I don't agree with you, period. Uh, if he was, you know, your local senator, then you go after him. But he's a guy who makes videos. And like Jim, I'm not, I'm, you know, not really a John Tron fan. I don't have anything against him. Just, I don't, you know, I've watched some of his videos. He puts a hell of a lot of effort into his videos. I'll say that. Uh, but, you know, I don't think you should really give people that much shit. And in this current culture we're in, if you don't agree with a certain view, and sometimes it's just a matter of not agreeing all the way, uh, you're kind of going to be crucified. And if you have an opposing view, you're going to be shit on big time. So I have my own problems just with that, no matter where you stand on any issue, vilifying the other people for having different views. 
But when it comes down to him in this game, I hope the guy had a contract and still got his payment. He might not be in the game and that might be disappointing for him. Or maybe he wasn't getting paid and just the honor of being in the game was enough. It sucks for him. And like Jim said, the most the most level-headed thinking is, yeah, the company can do what they want. Of course they can. And they could have made the stand to say publicly, we might not agree with John Tron in his views, but hey, this guy's still in the game. I don't doubt that part of their push to get money might have been from him and his viewers and people that might have helped back that game in the first place. And once again, that's where I said this is speculation, didn't do any research, but the dude has a lot of viewers. He probably pushed it real big to get that funded. Um, And once he was in it, I'm sure he pushed it even more. So kind of a dick move if he really did. Even if he got a couple hundred grand for that game, that's kind of shitty on their part. Just my opinion. And, uh, you know, with JonTron, I hope for his sake, he's not going to get too much more backlash. But, I mean, from this point forward, (laughs) just don't. He isn't really stopping. No, and, and you know, like, YouTubers who start off with gaming stuff and then really dive into political stuff, I get it. You got to keep your views going, and maybe you want to change your mind, and you have every right to do that too, but uh, do it under a different a different ar- arena or agenda so that way it doesn't affect your day-to-day and what you're known for and what you're making your money for. You know, I don't know how you handle that, but I just... Uh, I think it's happening across the board to a lot of YouTubers and a lot of people in general. And I think people should start seeing what the issue is and keep your mouth shut when it comes to things like that. Even unless you're really, it's really something that affects you. Is it really worth your, uh, your income to state your opinion? You know, whatever the case may be, but we, this is one we really want to hear from you guys. You know, Jim and I, we're not political in any way. We're not going to sit here and start debating about what we feel about the subject, like Jim said. But we'd like to hear what you guys have to say, and, and John Tron's situation specifically. Yeah, and he's definitely a very polarizing figure now. So I kind yeah. of find it interesting when, you know, YouTubers, a lot of them are they're relatively young people. And, you know, they've never had, I guess, quote-unquote, real jobs, shit like that. And... They reach a certain level of fame and they figure, oh, I don't have to sugarcoat anything anymore. And they just, they, you know, for lack of better words, they show their true selves. And it's kind of interesting seeing each one of these people as it comes out. And, I mean, I'll watch people on, I, I subscribe to a lot of channels with people who, you know, I like their content, but when they get political, I don't agree with it. But, you know, I'll listen to other sides, I guess is what I'll say. So maybe that's why I don't care so much on that level about what he's saying, but... The people who do hate him, he's been going on for a good two months straight about this stuff. So he is he's in a constant battle. It's well, actually he, kind of funny to watch. He's all fired up. And to your point, that's a great point. Dude's young. When me and you were young, the stupid shit we did, said, and whatever. And we weren't making, I, I don't I'm not, I don't even know how much. Even if he makes 100 grand a year, I'm sure he makes a hell of a lot more next. He has a lot of viewers. No, definitely but, more. Yeah. But he makes his money from doing something he really enjoys and is entertaining. So like you said... He never had the consequences of a real job of dealing with pressure and trying to be, you know, professional in a certain setting. He's a young dude with money, and he's he just spouted off his shit. And with Twitter, 
and the way things are now, you can't ever say anything because it goes out to the internet and it's gone. Like I said, thank God this shit wasn't around when I was a teenager or even that popular when we were in college. We would be in trouble right now. But, yeah, man. uh, Hopefully future YouTubers or anyone that is on YouTube or Twitter or runs a website, you know, just realize no matter who you agree with, whatever your political stance is, you're almost guaranteed to have at least 50% of the population disagree with you in a big way. And if you rely on this as your moneymaker, it's going to affect your bottom line. So it might be better off to keep your opinion to yourself and just keep doing your game shit. So, yeah. (laughs) Yep, tread lightly. And hey, I mean, on that point, sometimes we'll bash a certain YouTuber here and there for his, uh, his opinions on things, but... He started a separate podcast to go into his personal issues and political issues and stuff like that and to keep his other per- stuff, you know, his bread and butter strictly on the games. So, Which is perfect, and that's what I think you should do. Probably the way to go. Yep. Also, Arby right now is saying that she's picking up flooring for her kitchen, and she's making everyone there who's helping her out listen to our stuff right now. So thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. That's awesome. And uh, I know the feeling because I'm getting my flooring materials delivered to my house tomorrow. So I know how much that sucks. So thank you for watching it and having these people yeah, watch redoing, us. Redoing a kitchen is a pain in the dick. Yeah. All right. So next one, uh, one of our viewers, Todd, and I, by Todd, I'm assuming you mean. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's Todd. Okay, that's why I figured. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> first question he asked, and this is kind of the same. Yeah, question this is a bit of a. This is kind of a lightning round of random questions we've gotten lately. So we're just gonna bang them all out. Yeah. So the first one was Ghost Recon Wildlands. Are we playing it? Uh, I can answer for both of us because I sure as shit know Jimmy. Uh, <laughs> no, but I will just preface it with. I really love what the game looks like. I haven't bothered looking at reviews for it. I haven't bothered. I just watch gameplay of it. Very interesting concept, and it looks cool. In general, a lot of the Ghost Recons, other than early PS One and Two, I never played. But I hear it's it's good. Uh, one quick little caveat to that: I did hear that Bolivia is all pissed off about the game because of how it's portrayed in the game. And Bolivia. I always, yeah, it's where the game takes place. Uh, oh, for like okay. the drug cartels and whatnot. So they're all pissed off. And it's like, I just find it fascinating. Every time a country that's not America that's in a game, they're like, stop making us look like shit. It's like, dude, we make everyone look like shit in video games. Just it's like 90% of insulted. the time it's Russia. Yeah, and it's like being insulted by South Park. Just take it as a compliment and move the fuck on. You're welcome, Bolivia. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but all right. So- next up is. All right. Yeah. What were you going to say, Bri? I was going to say, did you have anything, but you didn't play it, so. <laughs> no, I'm playing Legend of Zelda Wildlands of the Wild Breath. Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Fuck, Jim. Get your facts straight. No, I was trying to use the Ghost Recon name with it to be a dick, but I <laughs> didn't write it down right, so that just went to shit. Shut up. And then the next one is No Man's Sky, which I do have. Um, with their Pathfinder update. No, I did not update yet, Todd. And I I definitely will because it's obviously one of those things that would have been awesome from the get-go with the game. But I just, I'm, I'm 
once again, I'm I'm praising the game and the fact that they are willing to add these things in free and after the fact to keep this game alive. They are clearly an indie developer that really cares about making this game good for everyone, even way after the fact. So I think it's cool. From what I read, it adds a lot of different vehicles, adds more customization to your starship. So yeah, anyone that really is in the starships, I don't. I think it's gonna get harder and harder to argue that it's not a not a decent game or a good game um i will be downloading it though very soon and i don't have a ps4 i have a wii u and fuck me i was 10 kills away from a nuke god damn it (laughs) (laughs) god i hate the fact that you think you can actually do it i don't think i'm i'm like a little tipsy slash drunk right now and i'm focused on these topics and I just looked up. I was like, fuck, I was at 15 kills. But <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, so so dedicated. All right. Yeah. So our buddy, our buddy Space Pants, uh, also named Bethany, uh, she's I asking, like what name, is our favorite sandwich? It is a good name. Jim, naturally. So, Brian, what's your favorite sandwich? topic first. <laughs> All right. Um, obviously, my pick is going to be health food related. So it is going to be a pepperoni. It is going to be a pepperoni cheesesteak with onions little bit of mayo, cooked well. Okay. Delicious. Whew. Uh, I'm just going with two because I didn't see this topic before we just started. Uh, my first is a buffalo chicken sandwich. I'm not going to specify toppings and shit. Uh, that's always kind of my go-to at a place I've never tried. If it's like a bar or something, you really can't go wrong with that. And I love spicy shit. So there's that. And kind of to Jim's point. I'm going to be very generic and just say a cheesesteak. I like it with bacon, pizza, whatever. But obviously, being Philly guys, we're going to keep that stereotype alive. We obviously love our cheesesteaks. So, yeah, cheesesteak and buffalo chicken sandwich, either one is a toss-up. If I'm in Philly, it's probably going to be a Philly cheesesteak. If I'm outside of it, it will always be a buffalo chicken sandwich. All right, next up is from Gotham's underscore Batgirl, our buddy Janet, and she asked, what is our favorite pizza topping? By the way, let me just say, I love that you guys are asking us these type of questions, because this is the type of shit we'll never bring up randomly. Like, if you guys ask us anything personal, we'll gladly answer, but this is hilarious. Oh, yeah, we have no me. shame. We have no favorite, shame and or dignity. Favorite pizza toppings for me, bacon or pepperoni. It's that simple. I'll pretty much eat anything though and one of the things i've noticed that keeps getting rewound and i'm not deviating from my favorites bacon or pepperoni but uh the whole march of like pineapple doesn't belong on pizza i always thought that sounded disgusting then watching deadpool he mentioned pineapple and black olives i tried it and i was like god damn it's not bad so that's all i want to say about that (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my go-to is always pepperoni, but I was about to say, um, we don't have an overrated, underrated for this week, but pineapple on pizza, definitely underrated because it is refreshing and delicious. Uh, With the caveat, I don't think pineapple by itself is, you need to have that, you need to have olives or something really salty to offset that sweetness because just grease and pineapple, that's disgusting, but you add a little bit of saltiness to offset it, you got yourself a fucking deal. (laughs) yeah i can't argue there too much and our buddy jen bravo with the last question and what we're going out on tonight favorite butt in gaming 
Who's got the <laughs> nicest butt in all of gaming? Oh, I love this. Uh, hmm. Okay, so I was trying to go strictly off memory, but I did have to look up names because I just wanted to make sure I was right. Brian, what, what top- have you fapped to the most? Oh, my God. I, I Number one, let me just say, <laughs> I find it hilarious if anyone like Jim does get turned on by video game characters or anime or anything. I don't know what you're talking nature. about. Um... But I guess I'd have to go with uh, the obvious choices. Well, in my eyes, are obvious. And Cammy from Street Fighter or Ivy from Soul Calibur. Uh, Ow. Th- those are just asses that just won't quit and are ridiculous. And the physics are all there. So, yeah, I guess they're the, the best physics. asses. <laughs> Jim, I- I- I'm Fucking a man physics, of man. Uh, scientific, me- <laughs> scientific mind, Jim. All right. I will agree with you that Cammy's ass, especially when it first debuted, was a game changer. I remember. Why don't playing, you say "butt" and be respectful, call? motherfucker? All right, her turd cutter. Um, <laughs> it was. I remember being like seven and playing Super Street Fighter Two, the new challengers, and winning a game with her. She turns around. I'm like, that's a that's a girl's butt in a game. I need some alone time. Oh, Jim, I could say but, so many things, but I won't. I'm sure you fucking could. I'm goddamn sure. Oh, Just leave shit. it be, Bri. Just leave it be. Okay. But, I yeah, will. I guess if I'm going to go more recent. Um, I've only played it a little bit so far. I can't even remember her real name, but uh, the main character in Bayonetta. Damn fine ass there. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and once again... Thank you, and it's especially these last three questions that seem to be from our female viewers, so we really appreciate those, and I love how random they are. Uh, other people that follow us on stuff, I think you need to step up your game and start asking questions like that, because that's pretty good. The real hard-hitting ones, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the randomness of those, so yeah, definitely keep sending us questions like that, because we can obviously talk beer and games all day, but we don't want to start randomly guessing what you guys want to hear about us. As we get a feeling for kind of questions like this, maybe we'll throw them in more. But I, I love it. So please continue to do that. Yeah, and for our buddies who know me on Twitter, I am an open book. So there is no shame and or dignity that will stop me from telling a story. Some of that book you should keep closed, Jim. <laughs> yeah, probably for my own good. For my personal and professional reputation, Probably. Don't worry, we will gladly, like one of our earlier podcast topics, talk about some embarrassing stories from Jim's past. And they, they've ar- they've already heard the God of War story. Yeah, but they maybe it needs one. to be maybe it needs to be rebrought out, Jim. Maybe people don't know the story. <laughs> oh, it's such a classic. Maybe it's, maybe it's something we can bring out next week. We can be yeah. a little uh, coming I mean, attraction can, for next week. Maybe as a weekly topic, we just have Jim's embarrassing moments. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. Shit, we'll have content for the rest of my life then. <laughs> but uh, do you have any other topics? Nah, I'm kind of tapped out on that this week. And we're kind of coming up on an hour. We'll be a little short this week, but not the biggest deal. So uh, I will say so far, uh, Breath of the Wild, pretty yep. awesome game. Well, of course. I mean, and I, as much as I give Nintendo shit, I mean, their first per person titles of course they're good the only thing i will say and the people i did talk to i i i find it hilarious the people that are hardcore nintendo defenders um they really hate the fact 
or seem to hate the fact that like everyone's just like, yeah, it's Zelda and Skyrim, but not as deep. And they hate that comparison, but it's like there's nothing wrong with being having that comparison. And that's all I want to say. Yeah. Like having not played the game, like that's not a bad thing to be compared to. So yeah. No, I mean this is one of those games, honestly, that you can get lost in hours accomplishing basically nothing. Uh, so I mean, if you can wander around like that and be entertained, and I mean, some of the complaints people have had so far, like about the weapons breaking, yeah, they break a little fast, but you pick up weapons almost when you kill people every time. So it's not like you're ever defenseless. So Let I never, find, I don't find it to be that big of a deal. So one of the things I saw, uh, yeah, is it true? Like if you're running around. And I, I heard it happens way too often, though. But, like, if there's a lightning storm, you have metal out, you're going to get struck by lightning. I just heard that happens, like, way too often for it to be a cool feature. It's more of an annoyance sometimes. Yeah, what do you call it? I've heard about that, too, and it hasn't happened to me yet. Okay. Well, but do you now, because you heard of it, are you, like, very proactive? Like, I'm mostly not going to carry metal around just so it doesn't happen? Or it just really, no. you haven't seen it? I think it's just random chance, actually. Okay. Now, and like I said, there's no doubt that looks like a cool game. Uh, what would you say, though, is if you had a biggest gripe with it, what has it been so far? Um, the inventory management's a little clunky, I will say that. Um, getting used to a Nintendo button layout is... Because it's not like it's anything that takes too long to get used to, but Angry Joe kind of said the same thing. And if you're used to being a PlayStation or Xbox player... Nintendo's layout's a little different, where they place the main action buttons, so that takes a little getting used to, and you don't have the option to change shit around. So yeah. that's a little annoying, and if I had to have one annoyance, it would be that there aren't enough uh, fast travel spots. Now, there's these things called shrines, which are all over the game, and them and towers and dungeons you can warp to, but that's it. So you kind of have to remember on the map where shit is, for the most part. So if there's something that isn't directly around there, you can put little markers here and there, but you will have to do more traveling than you will have to do, say, in a Bethesda game, for instance. Now let me ask you, one of the things I read was, um, <clears throat> I guess with this game, like, you could just technically go and, like, fight. Like, you don't have to do any. You could go fight Ganon and kind of be done with it, because I guess speedrunners have already managed to beat the game in 45 minutes. Like, using, I don't know what yeah. the fuck it's called. Um, is that, I guess, is there anything driving you? Like, like for example, we always talk Bethesda games. Is it similar right. in a sense that, like, every little area you come to, you meet someone and you get side quests? Or is it really just personal exploration for it all? Uh, when you get to villages, you'll get side quests. You'll get a shitload of them. And okay. there's all the shrines around that you can do, which are like little mini dungeons that are basically a big puzzle to uh, get these items that, you know, you can trade in for more hearts or stamina. Um, there's puzzle, little hidden puzzles all around that give you these items that you can trade in for more inventory slots. And, I mean, just the game itself, like, it is really cool how it doesn't hold your hand and it just says, here, here you go, here's the world, attack it how you want. And... A lot of people have said how they've gone right to Ganon after getting off the plateau, which is like the tutorial area, and okay. just you you get you get your ass kicked. Like if you okay. venture off in, in a way that you really shouldn't be going, you're gonna get you're gonna get butt fucked. Basically, there's no two ways about it. Like the game, I'm not gonna say it's straight up hard, but 
if you try to get a little too daring, the game will punish you for it. It's punished me a few times already. Interesting. No, like you said, uh, maybe one day I'll, when you are a sucker and buy the Switch, <laughs> I'll borrow it from you. But no, that, I mean, that is one game that I will say it looks interesting. And Legend of Zelda games, I wish I've played more of them. And they've always interested me. So, yeah. that That's cool, though. So now, give me your uh, your rundown of your beer. How is it? Is it the middle child, or does it stand out? Um, right before I get to that, uh, Arby talked, and on the nice butts, she said Lara Croft or Samus. Very fine choices, hmm. both of them. Uh, oh, wait, wait, Arby, wait, one question, one clarifying question. New Lara or old Lara? Because there's a big difference there. Does it matter? Yes, because there's a difference. I just, you know, I'm just, I'm just curious what she thinks. And as far right. as Samus, I can definitely see, especially in the, uh, what was zero that suit? game where she's in? Yeah, the Zero Suit. I could, I could see that for sure. Other M and Brawl. That's when she has it. In. Damn it, Jim. <laughs> Damn it. And yeah, so uh, basically uh, she was talking about Breath of the Wild too. Uh, she got hit by the lightning once, but it kind of gives you a notice that it's going to happen. So you can just unequip your wooden or equip a wooden sword or unequip your metal, and you're fine. So, like I said, it's not a big deal with the whole lightning killing you thing. Okay. And yeah, I, I didn't mention it, but yeah, there are markers you can place around the map. You only get five of them for little certain spots you want to keep in your thing. But once you get shit done, you'll be replacing with new spots anyway. So they do give you options to kind of know where to go, but you can't warp to those markers. Hmm. Okay. I'll get to your beer. And yeah, so when it comes to the beer, uh, it's it's okay. Uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was nothing special. I'll say that. It was a perfectly middle-of-the-road Saison. Um, it had a lot of lacing to it. It was very easy to drink. Um, nice, I'm not going to say citrusy, but it was just a nice kind of lightish beer to drink. But it did have a nice... Not so much full body flavor, but it definitely had a good mouthfeel and everything to it. So, you know, when it comes to Saisons, it's not breaking the bank or reinventing the wheel, but it was good. Uh, if I see it at a beer store, if yeah, I'd, I'd probably get it again. Hey, why don't you, you'd buy goddamn Keystone Light. Who are you kidding? No, I, I'll buy another thing, another random thing to try out. I'll get that. I'll try something new first, but it, it isn't okay. bad. If I If it's on clearance or something, I'll pick it up again. Let me put it that way. And as I just finished this beer, uh, as I said at the beginning, if you saw me play Alien Isolation, you know how messed up I got from drinking this blithering idiot. I really recommend it if you can find it, if you're local enough. I think it goes up and down most of the East Coast for Weyerbacher, but for a barley wine ale, it's surprisingly not boozy, so it's deceptive, and you're going to drink it, and uh, it literally will turn you into a blithering idiot because you could probably go through two of these without thinking it's going to affect you but I can tell you as I mentioned earlier uh, while drinking my bullet bourbon earlier I'm feeling pretty good right now so yeah it's a, it's a delicious nice. beer though try it out yeah anything by Weyerbacher is going to it's A going to get you drunk and B it's normally delicious and C it might give you a headache because it's a little heavy yeah all right, and uh, on that note, <laughs> damn it, uh, Arby, when it comes to your Lara Croft question, says, does it matter? Like I said, 
Huh. And she says she does spend she does spend a lot of time staring at her butt in the new game. So, oh yeah, you're it's third person, it. and it's right and there. It's better graphics, goddamn yeah, of right. course. <laughs> goddamn fucking right, you are always there. Damn it! Really, Jim? Really? Grow up. I have to end it on a classy note. <laughs> all right, well, guys, as always, thank you again for all the questions. We love it. Don't be shy. Ask us anything. We will answer it gladly. Uh, we want to hear your opinions on all these topics. I always post all the the links below. And if you're this far into the video and you watch some of our other podcasts, you can always look at the description to see what we talked about so you're not just sitting through an hour and trying to figure out what we talked about. So any suggestions, any topics you ever want us to talk about, please send them over. Yep, keep those questions coming. Thanks to everyone who hung out, especially you, Arby. And, yeah, thanks for everyone on YouTube who watches this in the future. And, as always, cheers, guys. Cheers.